Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi guys, welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have some great guests on the show. We have Kyle and Amanda from Bravo Summer House. And I gotta tell you, I got them after they filmed the reunion, which I feel is the best time to get these guests on the show because they're not as tight-lipped because they've already filmed the reunion and they don't have to worry so much about what they say because they technically completed the season. So I feel like I got some really good stuff. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. I'll play it in just a couple minutes. Also, I have some thoughts on the finale of The Real Houses of Atlanta. But before any of that stuff, I got to do a little dino detour. Now, if you're not interested, just skip ahead. I'll try to put the timestamp in the episode description, but I got to get this off my chest. So I did the interview with Kyle and Amanda a couple days ago, and I woke up that morning just with a splitting headache. It wasn't a migraine, but it was just one of those days where it was just like, I was grouchy, grumpy. I felt like Erica Jane in the trailer for The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I was not in the mood. Or what? Seriously. Or what? <laughs> and so uh, that morning, I had to run some errands. I get in my car. The gas is on E. I had to stop at the gas station. Of course, when I get to the gas station, the machines are all down. So you could fill up the gas, but then you had to go in and pay. I was so pissed. Uh, but I filled up the gas tank. And I know all of these problems, you know, they're not real problems, but I just need a vent get off my chest. So fill up the tank, and I had to go in and pay. And those gas stations, they're not like normal stores. You know, normal stores you go in now, they have like little feet on the floor that tell you to stand six feet apart feet apart from each other, but the gas station didn't have that. So I get in, I'm waiting in line, and I'm not paying attention to anyone around me. I'm just laser-focused on paying my bill and getting the fuck out of there. So I'm standing there waiting my turn, not even looking who's behind me, not paying any attention, but I can feel in the air that there was someone behind me. You know how you can just sense it. Then I'm standing there, and I feel, I'm on my phone, but I feel like something touched my back. Like I just felt something like graze my back. And I turn around, you guys, and it was a man holding either a large lizard or a tiny alligator. I'm not sure. I'm not a zoologist. I'm not a zoologist. So I don't know exactly what the animal was, but I certainly jumped, you know, and I believe that the animal licked me. I I think that the animal licked my back, okay? And I'm not a confrontational person. You guys know I'm not. I don't want to argue with anyone, but I was such in a mood that I turned around and I just yelled at this man. I said, can you back up and not put your dinosaur up my ass? Because I just was, I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just looking at this creature. And here's the thing in LA, everyone brings their dogs everywhere. And I love that. I love going to the grocery store. You see dogs walking around. Sometimes... It can be frustrating. I remember one Black Friday, you know, on the day after Thanksgiving, I was at Target and somebody had their dog. And I'm like, this is not the time or place. I'm trying to get a $2 DVD of the holiday and you got your dog here. It's not the time or place to bring your dog. But people do that here in uh, California. And I feel like it makes people think they could take any of their pets anywhere. Like we're just on fucking Noah's Ark at the grocery store and people bring all sorts of things. I've been hiking before I go on this one trail and there's always this man with like a big anaconda. And I'm not talking about his dick. He's got a big ass snake around his neck that he hikes with. And I see him all the time and I always scurry the other way. I I think I might have told you guys about him before. But uh, also now there's uh, lizards or dinosaurs at the gas station. And I swear it licked me and I just like... I snapped at this man. Everyone has a breaking point. I've seen it. If you've seen that oxygen show where it's called snapped, the tagline is everyone has a breaking point. And you know what? Danny has a breaking point. So I snapped at this man, or at least what I thought to be snapped. I said, get your fucking dinosaur out of my ass. And I then I'm like walking out of there and this guy's looking at me and he's probably thinking it's not a dinosaur. And I know that, but again, I couldn't tell exactly what this creature was. I just saw scales and it would look like a little reptile or something. So then I walk out of the thing. And I just let out one of those like really dramatic, like exhale screams. I was like, ah! <laughs> just shouted into the ether as I'm getting out of the gas station. I came home and I was telling my boyfriend the story. I said, you know, there was some sort of crocodile or some shit that was licked me at the gas station. 
And then he showed me this video. There's a video online going around viral that's like some sort of crocodile in another country. I don't even think it's in the U.S., but it like it scales the wall at this convenient mart. It was around on it was going around TikTok or I don't know, some social media service. And so we were trying to figure out like now I'm thinking that this man was just bringing his big ass lizard into the. A gas station to get a viral moment or something. And now I'm concerned that maybe I'm online. Like, I, I don't know, some, there's some video of me yelling about a dinosaur in the, uh, at the gas station because, you know, but that's what happens here in LA. You always see you out and about. You see people taking videos for their Instagram or they're always trying to go viral. There's all these TikTok houses here. You know, you don't know who's doing what, who's filming. So look, I don't know. There might be a video going around of me just yelling at this man to get the dinosaur out of my ass. And I don't think that was the viral moment he was looking for, but it might happen. I don't know. So you guys, if you see it, let me know. SOS. Uh, I'm sorry if if I look crazy. I just imagine, too. Uh, I was worried. I'm thinking, like, maybe the gas station released the footage of me just shouting at this dinosaur man. And he, I mean, I think he knew. He sort of giggled at me. And I, well, you know what? I think he was just trying to be an asshole. I really do. Uh, and I could have been even meaner, to be honest. Like, oh, that's all I said. And then I sort of stormed out. I paid my bill and then I stormed out. But honestly, you don't need to bring the animals everywhere. Like a dog is one thing, but like if you have a crocodile that you are taking care of and raising, you don't need to bring it with you to into the gas station. Leave it in the car even. I mean, if you're going to travel with it, leave it in the passenger seat with the window down. Make sure you got the window down though because you don't want the animals to suffocate in the car. But you don't need to go in the convenient mart or the gas station with these creatures. What is that now? Am I gotta worry now? Anytime I go in the fucking convenient mart, I gotta worry about a, a crocodile coming up on me, licking my back. I mean, for real. Anyway, I just had to share that. I was and I was the grumpiest day. It was just like a grumpy day. Or what? Seriously. Or what? <laughs> okay, I do have a few thoughts on the realness of Atlanta uh, finale. Now we ended this season. We got the trailer for the reunion, and it definitely looks like a flop. Like I, I'm sorry, I love we love the Atlanta girls, but I kind of felt like the trailer wasn't even properly done because there was one point where Candy's like telling Andy in the reunion trailer, like "Get on your knees," and the microphone makes a sound like the audio wasn't even mixed. You know, I always love them on their knees. Hey, yeah. It did that like high pitched screeching sound. I like felt it in my filling as I was watching it. I was like, Oh my God, my tooth hurts because the sound, that high pitched scream that only dogs can hear. That was, I mean, I don't think it was mixed properly. And I'm like, how did this even get out? Did anyone edit it? And I, you know, I love the Bravo editors, producers. They're brilliant minds. It just felt like maybe it wasn't done. Like we got a rough edit of the reunion trailer. It was strange to me. Anyway, the season wrapped up. Uh, let's see, what did we get in this episode? We did get a little bit of closure with Drew's son, Josiah's dad came on camera. Uh, did you guys notice what he was wearing? I mean, he had a shirt on that was like a button down with all these flames on it. It looked like fucking Guy Fieri. I thought he was going to flavor blast someone right in the scene. He showed up, he, he had the face shield on, he's talking to the son. It was so awkward and I felt so just uncomfortable for the kid. I didn't think this should have been on camera. You know, normally I say we got to see the real stuff going on, but this felt like an invasion of privacy for Drew's son. Like, I, I didn't think it should happen. And I said that before when she brought it up to him in the kitchen. There was like another episode where she was talking to the son. I don't think we should have done this. It was felt very exploitative of this kid. Um, but also it felt exploitative of Guy Fieri, too, because that shirt, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was like, woo, my eyes were hurting. It's very aggressive to the naked eye. Uh, but, you know, it's over. I, gu- I guess it was closure. I guess it was closure. The big event, though, was, of course, the Cynthia Friend Miss. They were doing a gift exchange for $1,000. $1,000 gift exchange. Could you believe it? I could not believe my eyes and ears. A $1,000 gift exchange. And I loved it. It actually added, like, this really cool element to the show. But I was just thinking about the Real Housewives of the other cities. And I was thinking, like, the Real Houses of Dallas would never do a gift exchange for $1,000. It would be, like, a $12.99. There'd be a $12 limit for the Dallas girls for a gift exchange. And they'd all come up with some, I don't know, poop gag gifts or something. I mean, it really made the Dallas girls. I thought that $1,000 limit really made the Dallas girls just look real bad. Real bad in comparison. But I loved it. And they all brought sort of nice things. And when they showed up, Candy came alive. Did you notice she saw the food at Cynthia's house and she came alive? And I felt like we hadn't seen this version of Candy in a while. And she kind of got into it with Drew. 
Really liked that. Also, there was llamas there. Mallory and some llamas. Uh, both of them uh, have the same uh, amount of personality on screen. You know, Mal, I love her. I love her dearly, but she's got the personality of one of those llamas. I mean, I didn't know where the llama ended and where Mal began because neither one of us gives us a whole lot when they're on camera. Although I do, you know, Mal's a beautiful woman and not everyone's made for the real housewives. I get it. Uh, the other cast members show up and they sit and do this gift exchange and everyone gave these really nice gifts. Although Portia, she got the gift from Cynthia and it was like these Tiffany bracelets and necklace, necklaces. And she said, like, I don't wear necklaces. And then those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they just did us a montage of Portia wearing necklaces. Love that. Uh, but she didn't want it. And I was, I would have been so pissed. Drew brought these gifts that were sort of gag gifts. It was like her old wig. And then also this, a cat gym or what was that? Like a cat, it was a cat house or something. Kenya opened it though. Of course, Kenya got the gift. And that made me laugh because it was like, you knew Kenya was going to be pissed, but she opened it. She's like, what's this? Like a fucking cat house or a cat. I, she didn't say cat gym. I don't know. Why do I keep wanting to say it was a cat gym? What the fuck's a cat gym? <laughs> where, did I, where did I learn the term cat gym? Why am I thinking about cat gym? Uh, it looked like a cat gym. That's what we're calling it now. It looked like Drew gave a cat gym and an old wig. And everyone's like, oh, and a, a cassette tape. I mean, what a gift that was. And that always happens in real life. You know, you, that's why I don't like those gift exchange games because you all, I always end up with the shitty thing. That's like meant, uh, I don't like those at all. Just give me money. Marlo sent a thousand dollars in cash. That's what I would have wanted. Whenever I'm in one of those games, I always try to steal the gift card. If I see a gift card for something, just give me that. I don't want to have to pretend or worry about these games. I'm a control freak too. I don't like surprises. So I don't want to, I don't want to be surprised. I don't like a surprise gift, surprise gift exchange. Give me the thousand dollars. Let me be gone on my way. But Drew's gift was terrible and the cassette tape was weird because it was a recording of Prophet, the Prophet who no one cares about the Prophet. No one gives a shit about him. It was so weird. And then LaToya ended up showing up. Kenya told her to show up. It was having a lot of fun. You guys, I'll be honest. I, I feel like I'm being tough on this gift exchange, but I was having a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was actually kind of thrilling and, and funny. It didn't necessarily feel like a finale episode to me, but I was having fun. And then Drew even said she made a donation too. And Portia, Drew's friend, was like, uh, I'd be pissed if I got that too. Like, it was just kind of weird. I don't know. Drew, Drew, I love her this season, but this was the first episode where I was like, okay, this is strange. Like this, this version of Drew is very odd. Uh, but Kenya did make me laugh when she just stole Drew's gift. She left with the toy and stole it. Uh, and then we end the episode where they're all just sort of singing with the llamas and at carolers. What was going on? It did make me want to cr- watch a Christmas movie though. I watched it and I was like, I need to see some Christmas. I need a little Christmas. And I haven't done it yet, but within the next day or so, I'm going to need to watch Home Alone or Christmas Vacation or Family Stone or one of those, because it did put me in the spirit. I need a little Christmas. I need a little Christmas. Okay, you guys, so that's Atlanta. I wish I had to, I don't really have many more thoughts. You know, we're not doing a full recap of Atlanta because that was, that was it. The season, it was in an enjoyable episode, but was the season great? Mm, unclear. Unclear. And by unclear, of course, I'm implying that it was bad. I'm not going to say that it was a bad season of Atlanta, but I am implying it. Uh, you guys, that's uh, that's that. I want to get to my interview with Kyle and Amanda. I know this is the main event. I hope you guys enjoy. We got into the Hannah of it all, the Des of it all. We talked about the bathroom sex. Oh, my God, you guys. It was juicy. I feel like this is a good interview. Got a lot of hot gas um, out of Kyle and Amanda. Oh, and at the end, I don't know if you guys know this, but Kyle and Amanda have a bunch of puppies at their house because I don't know if their dog had puppies. There's a bunch of puppies there. If you follow them on social media, you see the puppies. And they brought one of the, you could hear the puppies sort of whimpering in the background for a couple moments. And at the end, Amanda went and got one of the puppies and I got to look at it over Zoom and, ah, it was adorable. I hope you guys enjoy. And I'm going to leave you with this interview. I want to mention real quickly before I let you go that we do have new uh, merch available at everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts up to 5XL uh, in the Queen Icon Legend. We also have wine glasses and all that good stuff. I hope you uh, check that out. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And we have the Patreon page if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash everything iconic. All the information's there. One bonus episode a month over there. So uh, with all that said, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Kyle and Amanda from Bravo Summerhouse. Yeah, yeah. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. I'm so excited. I'm wearing my lover boy shirt. We have Kyle Yay. and Amanda from Summer House here. Uh, Kyle and Amanda, how are you guys doing? Better Good. now, ready? <laughs> Oh, it's Friday. <laughs> it's like Irish crickets, they call it. Um, uh, you guys, I have so many questions for you. Now, I've said on the podcast before, I wasn't previously Team Kyle and Amanda, and this season I've turned and I am firmly Team Kyle and Amanda with everything that's going on. Uh, what's it been like to watch this season playback? We'll start there. I mean, I – look, this – this show is always about a group of friends. So in my humble opinion, it's kind of unfortunate. There, there are teams. I mean, I know this is Bravo. I know things get dramatic, but it is, it's a, a little unfortunate that there's such a, you know, a disparity or, or like a fracture, you know, in the house. Yeah. I feel like for, for me, for the most part, once I squash something in the house, like I squash, like I squashed it, like in real life, like it, it's done. I want to move on. Um, and it's interesting to see how sometimes, you know, people are doubling down in their interviews and tripling and down behind, in press. behind your back. So then it's kind of like, well, okay, maybe we didn't actually squash it. I thought we did. <laughs> and you guys must be referring to the Hannah of it all, right? Oh, (laughs) but but sometimes like in general, like, you know, there's been other times too, where you watch something and you're like, wait, I thought we were good. Yeah. I would say, uh, think like, I don't know, Danny, like maybe season two where there's another little riff, you know, and, um, you think we're good. And then we got blindsided at that reunion. So yeah, I think it's just unfortunate. You know, I'm not one to hold grudges, you know, despite, Hannah thinking I needed an apology because my ego is just overpowering. I'm like, no, I actually just want an apology so we can move on. You didn't want an apology. You just wanted to squash it to meet in the middle and move forward. It's not like you needed her to like say she's sorry. You just wanted to. No, anytime there's a riff, anytime there's a riff in the house, right? It affects everybody. And that's not why I spent a summer out East. Okay, but what the fuck was that apology at that table? Like, what was going on there? Because that was crazy. All of it was crazy. But Kyle, you were seemingly taking it very seriously, too. So what was going through your head? I had just 
gotten through that blowout fight where she yelled at me, you know, to not talk about her family. Well, you were I was very expecting upset. her. You, I was, well, hold on. Let me, yeah. before that discussion where we had, you know, those lawn chairs by the fireplace, like I was so anxious and stressed out because I'm like busy running my company during the day. And, and meanwhile, like I know I'm affecting Amanda's relationship with what I thought was one of her best friends. I know this, this beef between me and Hannah were, was affecting the overall summer for everybody. And she was so unpredictable that I, I never knew like what type of talking points has she prepared for this chat? And then well, I, you walked away. And when you walked away from it, when it was done, you know, I saw you in the bedroom and you were, I was te- in tears. You were teary-eyed. Like he was really upset about it. So it's like, where do we go from here? We're in a house. And she just told me after she had told Amanda that we're not friends. So when she apologized to Kyle, 180, he was like, Oh, thank God. Like it was a relief for him. Like he was just like happy, like, Oh, like, okay, we're, we're able to move forward. Like, this is amazing. And the rest of us weren't buying it. You didn't buy it at all, Amanda. Right. You no, my yeah. face the whole time. I was like, I'm sorry. We were just screaming outside. And within five minutes, you're going to walk upstairs and apologize to the whole house. Like this is, this is str- it's like strange what, behavior. What manager that, that she, you know, has, has on her, you know, payroll that deals with crises that did she get a talking to Amanda saying, no, no, stop. I just, it was such a 180. I was like, okay, I will take that apology Yeah, and we will now move on. It was just weird to do it to the whole, we were all just like, why are you saying sorry to us? Like, we don't care. (laughs) Amanda, do you often feel like you get in the middle of it? I mean, I just saw your, your, obviously still have a a large affection for Hannah, who I don't know if you guys are friends now, but um, it must be difficult to sort of balance the two. Well, I think I just, in general, take on other people's emotions. And I always try to put myself in other people's shoes where it's like, I, I also always try to speak like my truth and on my feelings. So when I, you know, try to like get Kyle to like reel it in, it's because I feel like he's like crossing the line like all right let's just talk about how we feel and and leave it at that what's your sign amanda what are you i am on the cusp of cancer leo i'm july 24th interesting yeah i'm Uh, yeah me kyle Lindsay, and hannah are all leos now i think that there's something the audience might be missing from the hannah kyle fight i had talked about it on the show with hannah and i it she had mentioned there's like an og territorial thing a little bit and it's I, so unfortunate that that's what she thinks. Sorry, go continue. <laughs> yeah, t- no, tell me. I'm curious what you what you think of what you think it is. Why do you think the two of you are sort of at at ahead? I mean, it's it's. She thinks there's like these overarching like power struggles for the you know who, who's the 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 top alpha in the house on the show. It's like no, I'm just I've watched her treat Amanda poorly and 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 i put i see amanda put in way more than she does in the relationship i've also seen her no matter what she says talk negatively about our relationship you know when there's nothing else to talk about she would take a, a low blow you know at my relationship sometimes sometimes it was well deserved like look the season she came in i was going through a crazy life altering moment where i'm facing you know the demons of my past and and it really had an effect on my relationship with amanda like that was real drama that a man and I went through on national television. That we and, and would so when, have preferred it not to be. Yeah, and when she comes in with this, what feels like a very fake forced relationship with Luke, I'm like, you don't know what it's like to actually go through some real shit. And, yeah. you know, no one's buying this, you know, Hannah. Like no the timeline of the whole Luke thing doesn't make sense to any of us watching. And, and I think it's we're finally sort of catching up in the season now. We're, we're at the end where it seems like Luke and his confessional and other people are, are are starting to notice the discrepancy in timeline a little bit, too. So do you feel now, after watching the season play out, uh, that there was a discrepancy in the Luke relationship timeline? Does that make sense? I, I mean, look. I don't even know if it's a timeline. Well, I just think, I think it's the whole thing is just confusing because I remember going into the summer. It was like one of our first weekends or first days there. And she's like FaceTiming some other guy 
that she was like talking to. Um, and like Luke is saying hi to him and she's like, you know, showing everyone. And then she's talking about how there's like another guy she was talking to. So it was very confusing that she was getting so upset and worked up about this Luke stuff when she was kind of like letting us know, like, Oh, I'm talking like, been talking like to we guys. as a cast knew, you know, and as friends knew that she never went to Minnesota two falls ago and that it was over and she was seeing people. Luke seemed like we all knew it was over with. And as season four played out, it was like she was living in this like false reality where the, the viewers were kind of gunning for them and they wanted them to be in a relationship. And meanwhile, it was long over with and, and she was kind of breadcrumbing well, no, the whole experience. On the, and on the other side of things, Lucas was in Minnesota from March. So they hadn't seen each other. They like couldn't physically see each other. And I think maybe Hannah has admitted it, admitted this, or maybe she never will, but there was a part of her that maybe thought when they got to the house together and like saw each other for the first time, maybe something would happen again. Like she was keeping busy with other guys. She was talking to other people, but a part of her thought like, okay, maybe once we're like reunited, you know, things will start back up. But she also, let's be honest, she loves the attention. So it doesn't matter what's real. As long as she's, I love Amanda right now. She's just, <laughs> I, I actually am all very fine. I'm very fine the, not being the center of attention. All I care about is having fun and everybody around me having fun. Okay. Now, Kyle, this question's for you. The bathroom sex stuff. Now, I I've, I sit here and recap all of these shows. And to me, that was like gross and vile and just like it crossed a weird line to me. But uh, what did you feel? We haven't seen your reaction to it. Are you just finding out about it as it airs or did you know? Well, why don't you... So, so basically, Amanda, we, we have a history where Amanda defends Hannah because I'm critical of how she treats her friends. And so she purpose, when she found out, she purposely didn't tell me <laughs> to avoid further conflict because I thought Hannah and I had patched the fence. Or what do they say? Mend the fence? <laughs> patched the fence. You patched uh, it. So she, she kind of withheld it from me, and I didn't really find out until I was asked about it in like a green screen confessional. And I was like, so that someone had alluded to it, but I knew nothing until I was asked about it. What was your reaction? I mean, at this point, I don't put anything past Hannah. And she she does, like I said, she loves attention. So it's like, that's not normal. Like you said. I found it shocking. Like, and I, I, somebody had written, and I asked questions for you guys. And somebody had said on, on her show, she had just mentioned it was like a 30 second they didn't actually have sex in there. Did do you know if they actually the story did like thirty times? No, they did say that it was more of like an oral situation, oh, so which is, which is okay. fine. But like Danny, here's the thing: I don't care like what really happened and what you want to like tell people in the hot tub, and now what you're you know trying to course correct with with people being completely grossed out. The fact is, she did it to spite us because that's very clear, and. This is just high school level petty crap. You know, like I, I just was like, how is this dude 44 and coming into this type of environment thinking that this is what you do? And if, if it was like Perry and Paige, like if Perry came over to the house and Perry and Paige did whatever in the bathroom and then she like came out and told me about it, I would know that it wasn't like malicious. It was like. She just wanted to like do something in this beautiful bathroom because right. we don't have any. Pro- I still would have been like, I mean, that's kind of gross. But like, you know, go get them. But this was just it was like- withheld from us, and it was clearly like, oh, let's see how they react once yeah. it all comes out. It yeah. felt very sinister to me, and I understand actually. I know people are being critical, like her and Des are together all the time, and I get that because she wanted to be with her new boyfriend and and i understand all of that stuff but but the way they were talking from that bathroom to me just felt very sinister and it was like it wasn't about like let's go have some fun in there it was like let's go get them kind of thing well not only that i mean des was like after they were finished doing what they're doing it's quite frankly what they actually did doesn't really matter he then said i'm gonna go jerk off on his pillow i think what i mean what grossed me out is like i doubt they like took some like Lysol or something to like clean up the counter. Like she's in a bathing suit. Her sweaty ass is sitting on top of where your toothbrush and and where I put my morning coffee and where all my skincare is. Like that's just like no. Like I was just living in that. Absolutely (laughs) disgusting. It's vile, and it was like 
If there's well, Amanda, I felt the same. I love Hannah too. I'm, I, I, but I felt the same way. I thought it was like vile. Like I, yeah. to me, it was just like, oh. But and also, even all the sex noise and stuff, just kind of yeah. gross. Um, I want to move on though. Uh, you, we talked about OG of the house, and to me, the OG of the house is Lindsay Hubbard. I'd run in front of a bus for that woman. I love her. <laughs> um, I've never met her before, but I like her. Uh, what's going on? Uh, what did you make of the Stephen of it all? Did you think they were meant to be together or were you just kind of going along with that to be nice? Lindsay and I had, I mean, you know, I'll give every relationship the benefit of the doubt when it's first starting off. We were, this is like our first time really seeing them together after he left. I had so many conversations with Lindsay about like their relationship and how, just like how she was like kind of, over it and they were like weren't seeing eye to eye like they both understood what what each other needed but they just like weren't on the same page at all um and i just felt like it just wasn't gonna work out and and she saw that too at one point and that's why i think we were all really confused when he came back to the house and she was like yay we're together again and i was like i'm sorry those like five hour long conversations that we had in the middle of the night were for no reason (laughs) But here's the thing, Danny, like the, I reason, love the reason why I was just like so rooting for them was literally the only one crying when he left. Um <laughs> which I loved. You Kyle, you're a crier and I like that about you. I, season five really did me in, man. Um I, I maybe that's like the making the like the the breaking point for people uh when they pour their hearts heart out on television. But um honestly, I was optimistic just because I've seen her with other big personalities like Everett, um, for example, you know, and it's like they butt heads. And so they were, I was like, Hey, to some extent, Amanda and I compliment each other. I wouldn't call us like completely like yin yang, but like, that was kind of what I was thinking that Lindsay and and Steven had going for them. It seemed like they were able to communicate, even though she says they maybe they there was miscommunication but it seemed like they were able to like yeah. talk to each other more when they were upset it didn't always talk like her off a ledge. Over. he could yeah. talk her off a ledge which quite frankly I've, I've never seen anybody be able to do with Lindsay. so <laughs> did he ever make her a sandwich when he got back to the house no he should have made like all right guys gather around you know and the best part is Lindsay's talked about how like he never really cooked for her at all his instagram now is just like full of like he's really like intense like recipes and i'm just like he's bettering himself yeah. he turned out to be a chef i love I that the sandwich <laughs> yet, but. Yeah, she's baited a chef true story she dated some guy that was on real houses in new york too like some people oh um uh, on the best yeah, yeah. man yeah yeah where's um, the best in the middle of summer do you ever hear do you guys talk to the old people like do you ever hear from the twins or anyone from the previous seasons i'm we've been able to actually get back to a, a friendly place with Steven. I, I, I've always really enjoyed Steven. I, I thought he was a great addition because he was the one guy that I didn't know directly, you know, our first summer. And um, Steven was when I, that first summer, when I was like making my appearances, um, Steven was always like there for me and like having fun with me and right by my side. Yeah. And unfortunately I literally haven't talked in, talking that's not a word i haven't talked to the twins since the reunion and it's literally the only falling out i've ever had in my entire life they're doing so great though like their babies lauren's married to actually one of kyle's good friends older brothers (laughs) i will say i I will say this i don't expect them to listen to this but how dare you i'm sure they probably listen to my show (laughs) i mean (laughs) i uh I do think like, like Amanda said, they're doing great. And I think that they were a little susceptible to the kind of show and, and letting that the whole, the whole like Instagram life kind of go to their head. And I think that they course corrected beautifully. And now they both are starting families and I'm happy for them. And I'd like to, one of these days actually, you know, talk once again, because I, I don't like having things looming over my head like that. Right. Uh, speaking of this fame thing, have you noticed in the current cast uh, the sort of show of it all get to people's heads? I mean, you sort of alluded to it earlier, but I'm curious, you know, if we could maybe talk about that a little bit. I mean, I think that that's, you know, that second season was the first 
point where I kind of noticed something. And then what I think was great kind of going into the third, a little bit of a recast. And I mean, look, I'm the same guy I've been since like high school. It would also be ridiculous to say that like the show we like none of us have changed at all after being on the show. Thank God I'm I'm now in a relationship, you know, but like, (laughs) I think it's it's a mix of this fame, but then also, you know, the messages and the fans and the DMs and the people that will all of a sudden like back up your like wild, strange conspiracies and like make you think that you're correct. And then like you go into a summer just having these like wild thoughts because like five people agreed with you right, on yeah, Instagram. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, but I think honestly, I don't know how, about other shows because Real Housewives, like technically, they don't need to be friends, right? They just come together for like drunken brunches. Um, our show's a little different, and so when something does go to your head, and and you know, it's not based in like real life. It's this this you know fourth wall type element. It it does really throw the dynamic off because at the core of of Summer House, we were always just a group of existing friends. I know you guys were close with some of the Vanderpump Rules. It still are uh, close with some of the Vanderpump Rules people. And you guys sort of started as an offshoot of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I wonder if all of that stuff that happened last summer, did it did it give you a little bit of pause or or I'm not I'm trying to think of the right the right phrasing, a little bit of worry or uh, of what you say or do on the show. I, I, am I making any sense? I don't know if I'm yeah. Making yeah. Sense. I mean. I'll go off the cuff here. Well, just like it's being like, you know, public figures. It's always, you always have to watch what you say, even if it's just like about, you know, Kyle or like about a friend, you know, you're always going to say the wrong thing to someone or about someone. And this year, especially, you know, was really opened. I think my mind to the, learning more and like educating myself and really understanding like what I'm talking about and not just like opening my mouth and voicing my opinion without fully understanding, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll say this. It's a double-edged sword because reality television is at its best when you're actually not thinking about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You're, you're actually present. You're in the moment and you're being as authentic and real as possible. I fortunately, um, that's very easy for me. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. A lot of this fallout, I think ends up happening on the the podcast medium, quite frankly, because you're basically kind of just shooting shit and and talking. And I do feel bad for people that have kind of said the the wrong thing is I, sometimes I'm like, I don't even think that's what they really like. I don't think that's, grounded in any moral beliefs or anything like not that. even it that just... it's, it's the whole cancel culture and instead of like educating and using them as like a learning example to teach other people because think about like i feel like i've learned so much from other people's mistakes you know so instead of writing those people off it's like you know using them as an example to teach everyone else like what not to do and why you shouldn't do those things yeah a lot of people i mean i remember seeing I mean, obviously covid through serve for a loop but a lot of people like i I actually would have liked to see these learning lessons play out it becomes a hard thing because i think like the viewers the viewers kind of have to decide like where their line is of what they feel comfortable kind of supporting and and i think viewers were i mean andy has mentioned it's like everyone's kind of still trying to figure out what that line is exactly and um i want to switch gears a little bit with with page First of all, is she dating Craig? That's a rumor. Is she dating Craig from somewhere else? Rumor. Rumor. Okay. Rumor. Is wait, is Sierra Mom? dating Austin? Is that wrong or rumor? Rumor. I don't what's think with I- all these crossovers? Are we gonna get them on the show next season? What's happening? I've, I've already been on. I think what's fun, I mean to be they honest. Were, they were at our house what? Yeah, a couple summers ago. I think what's what's really cool is like you you know, it's a little bit of that fourth wall like magic where sure, would I have crossed paths? With Stasi and Bo and, and and Tom and Kate, you know, would I have gotten to know Craig and Shep and Austin? Hmm. I mean, to be honest, like not th- that many degrees of separation, but it's it's a it's a family, and, and we're all on we're all similar ages, and we all have similar similar like values, and you know, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, but like it's kind of I feel like Bravo's like 
kind of embracing it a little more than they have in the past. Cause like, you know, right. do real housewives collide with real housewives? Probably not. <laughs> I think they might go, they might soon. I mean, I, I no, think they might. Of, You're right. it's, it's, it's similar like, world. I think the housewives all sort of know each other. They do shows like watch what happens live together. Like you guys do with other casts. And, uh, I find it interesting kind of where it's all headed. Okay. The wedding. Like, if you think about it, MTV has been doing it for decades, right? I think it's kind of fun. I think people are into it. The wedding. Are you guys going to get married? You're going to do it on camera next season, right? We, I mean, we would love to. I think we've talked about this before. Everyone has been on this journey with us, whether they wanted to come on it or not. They, you know, they're just here <laughs> with us. So it would be doing everyone like a disservice to just kind of do something super private. At least that's how we feel. I think people would like to see it. Whether well, it's they also love like, us or whether they, if you know, they've don't. seen us at our lows, like I'd like them to be able to see us at our highs too. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, how long? Okay. So you get, let's say next season in my dream of dreams, you guys get married, but then do you, do you find your, do you think you'll be coming back to the summer house to party after a marriage or how long do you think all of this? How long do you imagine it happening? I'm, I love, you know, as much as like as stressful and, and overwhelming as this is, this whole world is sometimes I love what we do. And I love, you know, connecting with like the fans and the audience. I think in a perfect world, I would love if the, sh- if everyone got engaged and started having babies and the whole show shifted to this more like real housewives of summer house. <laughs> and we can all do this together and just change. But it's definitely not something that we can keep up with at this pace forever. And no one's going to want pregnant. Hey, speak for yourself. No one's going to want a pregnant Amanda in the summer house. So yeah, I'm speaking for both of us because I will be carrying. <laughs> Amanda's like, you're not leaving for the summer house <laughs> like, without me. Well, there's, there's a per- Danny, there's a perfect <laughs> nine month gap between Labor Day Memorial Day. All right, just do the math with me. So she's Amanda's going to be there with the newborn. Just oh yeah, no, totally. That's going to be great. Well, and then you're going to yell at me for not partying and wanting to turn yeah, me down because the child, our newborn child, is sleeping. But I mean, like, I think before we started filming, like we were going out to the summer, and I and I going think, out to the summer. No, sorry, going out to the Hamptons during the summer. I'd like to think that this show is actually one that could evolve a little but not at the rate our friends are going with their relationships (laughs) (laughs) now i speaking of the wedding though amanda we see in the previews for the finale like you asked Paige to be in the wedding is Paige the only cast member that's in the wedding for you guys as of now well carl will be i mean we're still trying to figure out like our quote-unquote wedding party was quite frankly we're still trying to figure out our guest list because our venue keeps changing right now we're trying to say We've talked about it. We're yeah, we're trying to do it in Amanda's backyard, but now my parents' backyard. I don't own. A, I don't have property. <laughs> yeah, we're, I love. Now we're learning that it's too. actually. I love a. Uh, it's like an intimate kind of. Yeah, it was like nice. yeah. even more special. But now we're figuring out it costs even more because you basically have to recreate a venue for two hundred plus people. In but the either way, I think you know, in terms of bridal party, it's going to be on the smaller side of what we can narrow it down to. So no, is Hannah in the wedding? She's not in the wedding. Mm. Is she pissed about that? I mean, I think we're going to see it play out. But For some reason, I feel like she was offended and I'm not entirely sure in what world she thinks that that feeling is valid. Mm, interesting. I'm also confused. I mean, we, we saw a lot. I was last night's episode where, you know. The preview. Yeah, it goes from, you know, Des asked me on the beach if they're, you know, invited back that was weird that was then weird. a man you know hannah saying yeah. um no 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 des been is, is is really upset at what kyle said to me over the summer it's like an hour ago he just asked if he could come to my wedding yeah she's made it very clear that like she still had beef with so kyle bizarre. she did whatever she did in the bedroom it's like how why would i ask her to stand up there with kyle and i if kyle and her don't get a, it's like it's mine and kyle's day it's not I think just were, my day. i felt like they were fucking with you guys a little bit and also I, this is kind of besides the point, but we, we can't have Des in the summer house next season. Like we just can't, I mean, I'm happy. I want them to be happy. Don't get me wrong, but I can't look at those noises and all that. I can't do it. You guys, I can't do it. Yeah. I've, I've chosen to keep my sex life, you know, in New York city and because it is uncomfortable for me and everyone watching 
Yeah, those first couple and, seasons, Amanda was like, all, oh, Bravo doesn't hear this type of stuff. Well, we're have on you a new ever show. Seen, I feel like all the years I've watched The Housewives, I'm like, they don't show sex scenes. Meanwhile, you're the only show where we see a bunch of ass running around all the time. I love oh, it, but it's, yeah, it's the only show I think on Bravo. Um, okay, talk about the, I, can you tease anything? I know you can't really give me much about the reunion, but maybe like a one sentence kind of thing or something you could tease for the reunion. Well, I mean, you, you just brought up a topic that was discussed, you know, is forget the wedding party is Hannah coming to our, our wedding period. You know, there's look, the, I think friendship, friendships are discussed. Um, relationships, um, past and present. Is it juicy? Do you know how many parts it's going to be? Like, do we know that much? It's going to say it was a long day. Danny. It was a long day. Okay. Okay. I think you'll, you'll be very hopefully happy with the topics discussed. I've been loving the season. It's been a good season. I'm liking it a lot. I knew it had potential. I'm like, oh, we're, we can't go anywhere because of COVID. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. Okay. Talk to me about Loverboy. Like, what's going on with Loverboy? You guys got a new coffee drink? I'm Look, this shirt I bought, it doesn't even fit me because you guys were sold out of all of the tie-dye shirts. I had to get it. <laughs> Um, it doesn't, I mean, it fits, I made it work, but, um, I loved, I love the tie dye shirt and you guys have a new coffee martini drink out now. Yes. We, uh, we sold out. Um, apparently, I mean, I was a little worried whenever we come out with a new flavor, there's a, I mean, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands of dollars we invest on a whim. Like do people want this? Do people want a drink that you have historically only been able to order in a restaurant with an actual espresso machine. And this was so different than anything that we've done. Most of our drinks are like very fruity. Um, or light and refreshing. And, you know, this is 12% alcohol. This is a true cocktail. Um, but people are like, whoa, two martinis in a can. Now you're talking, Kyle. I'm like, I guess that's all we needed to do. Yeah. Um, I've noticed, I've noticed like the, throughout the past maybe six months or so, I don't know if it's quarantine or what, but the drinks as well as the merch, I mean, amongst sort of the Bravo fandom and even a little bit outside of it, I feel like people are loving it and obsessed with it in a way that I hadn't noticed maybe prior. Like I had talked to some friends who were like, oh my God, I posted the shirts. People are like, oh my God, you got the Loverboy shirt. I've been trying to get this shirt or I'm trying to get that thing. The merch is all, all her. Yeah, no, I feel like I've noticed that too, because originally it was me packing out all of the orders and we would post merch and it would be up there for like months. We'd have like a good, you know, quantity here, but it would just be up there for a while. And now we're posting even greater quantity and it sells out in a day. So we had to like move it to a warehouse and print more. And we can't keep up with the merch sales. We keep trying to come out with new things and like just print on like whatever is available. And yeah, because there are some supply chain issues, even with merch. We, we dealt it with it like our entire business during COVID. Um, but, but I think we found this like nice little spot where it's a little bit of people being fans of us, people being fans of Loverboy and people being fans of Summerhouse. And it's kind of like their item that they can get their hands on to kind of support those three worlds. It must feel really gratifying with the, with the merch uh, to see how much it's grown even outside of the drinks as well too. It is. And for me, I'm creating, I'm only putting out there stuff that like I want to wear, which my fashion sense is a little more, you know, masculine at times like the oversized you know the more simple casual stuff and it's just it's kind of it is very rewarding to see how like excited people are getting about things that i it's made me really proud because um i mean there are some months we sell more merch than we sell spritz (laughs) and 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 one thing i'll point out danny Danny, because we're we're like kind of hitting this critical mass moment where our sparkling hard teas we have to launch city by city state by state due to alcohol laws because they're even though they're not a beer that's how the government thinks of them and it's not like launching a tequila or a wine where you can go nationwide with like southern glazers mm. um, which is the biggest distributor so we've had to like we launch our teas one state at a time we came out with the spritz because it's technically a wine product we can sell that into almost every state it, it ships direct to your door so we have like these two different product lines and then the third, which is a true cocktail that we can also ship direct. It is a little confusing for people because we can't really educate them on, you know, the alcohol laws in a single Instagram post. Imagine how long it took me to understand it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can only do the teas through retailers, like, you know, grocery stores and liquor stores. 
But the spritz and the espresso martini, we can sell direct to consumer online, like our merch. And so I think what's cool is now people are finally able to buy stuff other than our teas, because we're only in a handful of markets. But our teas, look, 30 to 60, 30 to 60 days, we're going to be, you know, probably 50% of the population. I mean, it's pretty impressive because I've watched so many Bravo celebrities launch products and everything. And you guys, this is a brand that just seems to not stop growing, which uh, is is rare in this world. Even outside of the Bravo universe, it's rare to have a brand that continues over years to keep um, being so successful. I want to run through some other quick questions that I have for you guys, some that people wrote in. But before I get to those, two questions I ask every one of my guests. Uh, The first is their favorite Mariah Carey song. And Amanda, this is for you. Kyle, you can answer too, but Sexiest Man Alive, if you were choosing for People Magazine, you can't choose Kyle. I already know my Sexiest Man because I've <laughs> I made the fool of myself. You, what was the question? It was like e news. No, the question was who's your celebrity hall pass? And us ladies answered first, and we chose men. So I naturally chose men too. <laughs> I said Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good choice, Kyle. We appreciate. Well, now that I get how it works, I'm like Natalie Portman all the way. She's really smart. That yeah. she's not the sexiest man alive, though. So, so Bradley, yeah. So Bradley Cooper, that's good. Amanda, how about you? For me, for a while, I had this like weird soft spot for Adam Levine. I loved all the tattoos. I'm really feeling this new Harry Styles situation with the tattoos and the dress and just this masculinity femininity combination. I'm, I'm really here for it. He's gorgeous. Well, we've got him right there. Everything. Oh yeah. Lover boy. Okay. Good. Lover I didn't even boy. know she had the lover boy song, but so I was cute. teeing you guys up. How did you not know that, Kyle? I need to send you a Mariah CD. Someone, or something. someone like tweeted, like, did they copy the logo of Mariah Carey's shirt from 1993? And I'm like, no, but good to know. You're in good company. Uh, from the Everything Iconic Patreon, Lisa Romeo wants to know: Will the full 17-page email ever be shared publicly? Like, can't you put that out? No, he it will not go out ever because he wrote most of most of it is about my feelings and things that I told him like in secret and I vented about. And he just like wrote this email to our friends about like everything I was feeling. So I don't want anyone to ever. It's like that. the definition of fighting someone else's battle. Can we like edit it down and get some of it out? Like maybe a couple pages or something. Someone like screenshot it. While, because like our producers, I don't know if they thought this would happen or not, but they redacted stuff almost like it was like, you know, a court case. Like the stuff that was like fourth wall. No, it was, I think it was just all your curse words that were blurred out. (laughs) Yeah. So so someone took the effort to like screenshot it frame by frame. So it's somewhere. With Amanda Dolly says, with all the women who've come and gone throughout the seasons, uh, have you, Amanda, have you ever uh, been upset at anyone? any of the other female cast members for flirting with Kyle? Has that ever happened? No, <laughs> I don't like, I know Kyle's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm very fortunate that for the most part, people get along with him. I'm not worried about if you flirt amazing. That means you're really getting along. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. I have, I've said that Kyle is the hottest band on Bravo. I truly believe that. I mean, there's Thank some hot men, but just physically. I'm not um, having, you know, today I only got like three hours of sleep. I'm having a rough day. <laughs> Amanda, Katie wants to know if you and Luke are cool. Do you? I love Luke. You love Luke. Yeah. Okay. We, I mean, Luke, just like Luke loves everyone, I love Luke that way too. You know, Luke and I have come very far. I think it just took me a little bit longer to fully understand him. And I think I was hearing only one side of the story for so long. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, having a lot of built up anger towards him. Um, but we figured it out. Do you feel like he got the short end of the stick this season? I mean, because for almost over half the season, I think he was painted as someone that maybe he wasn't. I think in in a sense, yes. But I also feel like he's – it's a very mucky situation with him and Hannah, and I don't think that – it's not like he's, like, completely innocent in it. Yeah, he like was I, not – yeah. It wasn't innocent season four. Let's just be But honest. I don't think as he, some of the things that like Hannah accuses him of are, you know, I don't think he's as guilty as she says, but I think it's just, it's very messy. But that's why I got so like, if you think about it, we all were calling it out season four, but you know, Hannah would look the other way and then, and give Amanda and Paige a hard time about it. So it's like, you couldn't win. 
You know, there's been, uh, Luke has said in his confessional, and there's been a, a few people who have said this on social media, but do you guys think that Des is an opportunist? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know him well enough. I don't know much about him at all. I do really think, and I, I've said this on the show too, like when he came there, um, I was really happy to see him like treat Hannah so well, like just give her his undivided attention. Um, and I've said even for a while, I thought that they were going to get married possibly before we did. And this was before they got engaged. So I, I, I hope that's not what the case is. And maybe it started off that way. And then he actually fell in love with her. Um, but I, at this point, I think it's, it's, I mean, I, I looking back, you know, I made a point of taking like, not even like the high road. Like I was just like, Hey, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. He's going to come into our house. It's a lot you know, being on camera for the first time, blah, blah, blah. We were playing ladder ball, having a good time. I have some funny pictures of the two of us that I actually kind of attempted to post. And it's just kind of a little heartbreak, not, not heartbreaking, but disheartening when you watch it back and you almost feel like he was a little two-faced. Um, and it was probably due to a lot of bias based on what Hannah kind of. Well, yeah, I think it's the same way that Kyle has like defended me. I yeah. think Hannah uh, Des was doing for Hannah based off of what. But then like, you know, like people are now trying to like overthink it. And like, Kyle, did you know he was on, you know, two different reality shows prior to this, you know, one in Asia, like a dating show, dancing with the stars, the Ireland version. Wait, it's, it's like, he was, he was. Yeah. People do he their was in, He was like engaged to, uh, you know, there's like, Okay. Oh my God, I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. Can I see that puppy, Amanda? I'm sorry. You're holding a puppy and it's just, I have to look at it. Oh my this God. Is, this is Kevin. Kevin got out of the bin. <gasps> Are you guys, I know you have some puppies. Are you keeping any of the puppies? I don't, I don't know yet. Oh I have to God, see what they're like when they get older. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Anything else you want to clear up from the season before I say goodbye? I just you know uh, one thing I just want to clear up in general because I keep seeing this on on uh, the social media a lot. Um, the, social media. the social media people think that Kyle and my relationship started off as a booty call. Ooh, yeah. Like I keep seeing it all the time. Like I'm not allowed to have a say in people's relationships, or I, you know, my opinions don't matter because I was a booty call. Kyle and I were together for eight months before he even started filming this Bravo TV show that we are now on. So that far from a booty call. And in fact, Hannah no, called not, it a booty call me, at one point. So when what you're what people are seeing and referring to that first summer is um, me going over there late at night because I didn't want to be on camera <laughs> and because they were so busy filming, like I wasn't allowed over. Why are people saying, is it from the show or did one of your castmates like bring this up again? I was, I mean, I think it's a mix of both. Like people, people who are starting to watch it from the beginning as like summer house is getting bigger. Um, and maybe it's out there somewhere where someone said I was a booty call. No, I mean, season four, I believe Hannah in one of her confessionals basically like, I mean, Hannah was, a, I mean, some, was someone called you a yeah. booty call and then it kind of took, 
you know, caught on. Do you see Hannah coming back next season? Because it seems like she's at a at a wit's end with a lot of you guys. I mean, I go back to the premise of the show, Danny. Like a group of friends rent a house. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. We'll see. You guys, thank you so much for taking the time. I want to encourage everyone to go get their Lover Boy shirts. That that's what we're wearing this summer. Um, that's Love what all it. the Lover Boy summer. We'll have to Love get Boys. you um, some more merch. Oh my sure. gosh, so, you guys are great. Thank you thank so you much for the support. Bye. Danny, thanks so much. Thanks, Cheers. Guys.